This teaching comes to you from the team at Anchor Church Sydney. We hope you're blessed by it. For more teachings, resources or info, check out our website www.anchorchurch.com.au Well, hey church, Uh, obviously I'm not in the room and this is not the type of Christmas message that I was hoping to be able to preach to you all today, but reality is we are at home. Uh, It's 10.30 on a Saturday night right now, but uh, as this is being shown on Sunday morning, we're at home awaiting for the results of a COVID test. Uh, We're casual contacts um, and so we're in self-isolation until those results come through. Uh, Our family has been sick all week and uh, we've done a number of those rapid antigen tests, but uh, we got an email late this afternoon to let us know that um, we've been casual contact. So quickly rushed off to RPA for some tests and unfortunately unable to be there. And I didn't want to be the one person that then happened to spread COVID all throughout our church and made you all miss your Christmas with your family. So uh, this is an act of love. This is me um, from the screen, keeping my distance, but um, uh, yeah, still wanting to bring a, a message of hope for Christmas for you. You know, this has been a tough year. 2020 has been a, a pretty rough year. And um, if I'm honest with you, uh, I'm pretty tired and really looking forward to a holiday. And so um, we are heading away. Actually, today is my last day of work. We will be away right up until the 16th of January. And this will be uh, our longest family holiday since we started Anchor Church and, uh, and a vacation that we desperately need. So we would love your prayers for our family that we have a good time away as we um, rest. Uh, we're really disappointed that we can't be with you all today celebrating Christmas together and actually really disappointed that we're not there for the Konamans last uh, Sunday with us as our church family. So I don't know about how you are feeling today, but I'm certainly in need of some good news and some hope. uh, And I want to bring that message for us this morning. You know, the end, uh, this time last year, the end of 2020, I remember we were were in Northern Beaches lockdown and um, we came out of that lockdown, headed into New Year. And I don't know how you were feeling, but I was feeling really expectant about 2021. Pitched that vision, build the house, was really excited about rebuilding church life. We got back into stuff on the first Sunday of Feb and then come the uh, end of June, we were back in lockdown again. And I am very hesitant heading into uh, 2022, heading into a new year because, um, you know, who knows what's going to happen? This is not a year ahead of us of big dreams and we're going to do this, big promises. This is kind of like if God lets it happen, then it'll happen. You know, this Christmas, very much like last year, feels like we're a little bit on edge, a little hopeless, kind of like, will will life ever return to normal again in our living existence? Will our kids just grow up with this for the rest of their lives? Is this going to be our new normal? And it's not just COVID that leaves us feeling hopeless. Um, You know, people have just lost hope in all sorts of arenas in our society. They've lost hope in institutions. The church is one of those. They've lost hope in society. People have lost hope in the common decency of their fellow human being. We've lost hope in governments. We've lost hope in universities delivering quality education. We've lost 
hope that the environment will ever be addressed as a serious concern. We live in a world in the moment that is crying out for hope. Now, I don't know who said this quote. It's been attributed to about a thousand different people, but someone said that without hope, we die. Without hope, we die. Without hope, we settle. And that's true. You know, at um, Christmas, one of my favorite carols, and I'm assuming it's your favorite carol as well, is the, the, um, the song, O Holy Night. And there's a line from that song that I think captures our moment and our culture right now. It says this, a thrill of hope, a weary world rejoices. And it seems to me that weariness is the tone, right? That's fitting for our current moment. We're tired. We're tired of COVID. We're tired of plans being ruined. I'm tired of speaking to a camera. You're tired of watching sermons online. We're tired of isolation. We're tired of the constantly negative news cycles. Our world is weary. And so to a weary world, we need the Christmas message. We need to recapture that initial thrill of hope. And so I want to bring some hope this Christmas for you. I want to send you into your holiday season, off back to your families with more than your fingers crossed, hoping that Omicron won't ruin your Christmas day, ruin your summer vacation and ruin your holiday plans. But I want to give you some hope this Christmas that even if all of the plans are ruined, that there is hope that would remain nonetheless. And my prayer for you today has been from Romans 15 verse 13. And this is what Paul says. He says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope, that you may overflow in hope. You know, three of the four Advent themes are in that verse. Joy, peace, hope, and the one that's missing is love. My aim this morning is to fill you with hope. Well, what is hope? What is hope? Hope is, um, is it's anticipating something. It's looking forward to something. It's, it's waiting for something with expectation. Hope is very different from optimism. You know, optimism is choosing to view a future moment from the perspective of the best possible outcome. Pessimism is the opposite. It's choosing to view the future from the worst possible outcome. Hope is very different from optimism. Hope is not wishful thinking. Hope is not wishing for the best. Hope is not crossing your fingers. True hope, Christian hope, is more than wishing. It's waiting. It's waiting for God. Actually, hope is a person. Hope is a baby born in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. What hope do we have at Christmas time? Well, we have hope because God broke into a 400-year silence. Dawson reminded us of that last week. As angels started appearing and speaking to people, and God starts to speak into the silence, hope begins to fill the space that 400 years of silence had left. And the arrival of Jesus is the fulfillment of every promise that God had ever made. Just check out the promise that Matthew reminds us of in that passage that hope read for us. Matthew 1 verse 23, a promise that the prophet Isaiah made 900 years before Jesus was born. And Matthew points us back to that. Look, 
The virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Isaiah said there will be a sign and the sign will be that the virgin will be with child. And 900 years later, God is a promise keeping God. And that's just one of the hundreds of promises that God has kept. God's past faithfulness gives us hope that he will keep his future promises. And just think about the actions of God. God brings hope into hopeless situations. As a people, as a, as a human race, we were without God and without hope. And God acted in love. He gave. He sent his one and only son. The incarnation of the son of God, that is the birth of Jesus, is the initiation of God's rescue plan, the breaking in of the kingdom of God. God's pledge to this world that he promises to make all things new and his commitment that he will not leave you alone. And all of that is wrapped up in the birth of Jesus. Into the hopelessness and the darkness of this world, God has shone a light. You know, I think back to that, um, that verse in Hosea chapter 2 where Hosea talks about the valley of trouble becoming a door of hope. It's the promise that God gives to Israel that the valley of trouble will become a door of hope. That the very moment of wilderness experience, that the, that the test, the trial in the valley becomes the place of encounter with God's presence and the experience of hope. And the mess of that first Christmas becomes the means of hope for the world. The virgin, the potential marriage breakup, the, the King Herod whose insecurity leads to death threats on the baby, the, the, the family on a run, the census, the rooms, uh, the inns where there are no room, all of the mess there, the hopelessness of that first Christmas is God's means of bringing hope into the world. And then ultimately, as we flick to the end of the gospel story, the empty tomb becomes the new door of hope. The valley of trouble becomes a door of hope. And it all begins with the birth of Jesus. It all begins with a baby, with a God-man being born. Hope into hopelessness. You know, hope is simply faith looking forwards. It's faith in the future tense. It's, it's trusting God. That, that's what faith is, right? Tangible exercise of faith. Hope is trusting that what God says will happen in the future will come true. And we cling to that promise. So church, where is your hope this Christmas? Well, I don't know about you, but my hope is in Christmas. And not just, you know, the Christmas day where we can forget about the 2021 that we've just had and be surrounded by family. And, and not just the fact that it means that the year is almost over and that summer is here and we get a break. But, but no, that very first Christmas, that hope has broken into a hopeless world, that God has chosen to love us. My hope church is in Jesus Christ. And hope is a choice to wait on God despite circumstances. So whatever Christmas brings, whatever 2022 throws at us, let us be a people of hope, a people who choose to wait on God because He 
He alone is faithful. Church, we love you. We wish you could have been, we wish we could have been with you today. I want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas, a blessed new year, and cannot wait to see you all back at church in January. God bless.